Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. It's Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, welcome to Week 18, my friend. We made it a whole season. That's right. Would you like to do a would you, do, you, do you require a round of applause? You know, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt. Golf clap. All right, let's give him one. Let's give him one. Here it is. Uh, no golf claps here. No golf claps here. That was all clap. My big hands, <laughs> my big carpenter hands are ready to express the emotion I have for this week and the season being ended. Before we get to that, um, obviously we want to start off on a somber note. I only say obviously because we, well, I mean, we can't, you know, not address the elephant in the room. Our friend, uh, Damar Hamlin. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Being football fans, playing football most of my life, uh, it's a situation that can happen to anybody on the field. And uh, boy, it was terrifying. And we just learned, what, this morning or yesterday morning? I can't remember. Or last night? I, it, it was sometime in the last 24 hours that he's moving. Um, he's able to write on a, on a, a whiteboard and he can shake hands and uh, he has his eyes open and um, yeah, he can breathe on his own. So pretty, yeah, pretty amazing. It's pretty pretty great stuff. Um, yeah. You know, there for the first almost forty eight hours, it was uh, it was a really scary situation. Uh, so, yeah, all these positive signs, and benchmarks with him and his doctors, it's it's all really good stuff. <clears throat> pretty amazing, and um, you know, I can't help but just want to give credit to the the Bills training staff. If you've watched the, well, unfortunately, if you did watch the telecast and you saw everything that happened, um, they were quick to respond. And their CPR and the AED, right, or that's how you pronounce it, right, the the defibrillator, right. Um, quick to respond with that, used it correctly, saved his life, literally, um, and, and which is incredible considering how important those, basically second to second is after you stop breathing or if you go into cardiac arrest, how important it is to revive that body and get the oxygen moving again. And literally it was done within 10 minutes, he was on an ambulance and within 30 minutes he was at the hospital. So, um I wish we could give, I don't know, I, I just I feel like these people need deserve like a Medal of Honor or some sort of high-ranking me- medical recognition because, um, I mean, they're truly experts in their craft. And that was incredible to see them react so quickly, diligently, and efficiently. And it's, yeah, usually we're watching the, the action on the field for the players and rarely do we ever get a chance to talk about it, all the people behind the scenes. And that's, Trevor, this is a time where we have to give them credit. It's incredible. Oh, they absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Danny Kellington was the uh, assistant uh, athletic trainer who applied CPR. He's getting he's getting some recognition, uh, and he deserves it. It was uh, it was a uh, you know it was a hard thing to see happen, and uh, he did what needed to be done. Yeah, and you can never be prepared for these situations. I'd have to imagine they probably don't do a lot of CPR as athletic trainers, um, but. You, you you get recertified and learn it every year. Um, I know from being in the field, and uh, I don't have to use as often as they do, luckily. But um, when you're in action, you can perform like that. That's, that's uh, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. So uh, kudos out to the team there. And um, just want to touch base on it and let him know we're in our, he's in our prayers. And um, we appreciate the game and never wanted to act anything like this to happen in it. But at the end of the day, it's a very violent game. Um, we're, we're lucky to even watch it, and it's sad that, that things like this happen, and we can only sort of continue to hope for his recovery, and he'll be back on the field, man, next year. Knock on wood, you know? That's or right. even sooner. That, that would be a miracle, but even sooner. So, anywho, 
going going on to week 18, my friends, it is the end of the NFL season. And, well, I hate to say it, Trevor, but I don't know if you knew this, but, uh, well, the oven's turned off for now. No, no more gravy. <laughs> no more gravy. There's none left. We've used it all this season. We put it on all the meat, all the mashed potatoes, all the stuff that you can possibly imagine. I tell you what. I'd be lying if I said I'd, I wish I could pick the whisk back up and keep it going. But, folks, my wrist is really cramping right now. I think I've given you enough gravy this season. I hope you won your fantasy football championship. If you're still in it, we have no advice for you because <laughs> you're there. You're probably smarter than us because I lost six games in a row, and I'm not bitter about it. But it is truly a feat if you can make it there somehow without <clears throat> half your players being injured or your waiver wires being complete. Thud, uh, duds and you're just sort of like limping to the finish line in this case i hope most of you have well i heard hope derrick henry plays this week because i know that screwed over a lot of people last week <laughs> <laughs> so anyway we're gonna move right into the week 18 slate trevor are you ready i'm ready you're ready okay did you know this is not trivia but did you know there's two saturday night football games on this week saturday football games it's the best present that santa could have gave us this year, I hope this continues because this is an amazing trend. Saturday football outside the college football playoff. The weekend coming up is all football. It's high stakes. It's going to be amazing. We'll do a college football playoff prediction here. But let's start on Saturday afternoon with the Kansas City Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders, a nine point favorite to Kansas City, over under 52.5. Trevor, this is a team that Vegas has nothing to play for. Literally nothing to play for. However, they put up uh, a fight against San Francisco last week. Jared Stidham looks like a, a pro a pro NFL starting caliber quarterback considering he went against the number one defense in uh, football and played pretty admirably, admirably, easy for me to say. Do you expect this weak Chiefs defense to give up the same sort of yards and touchdowns that Jared Stidham put up against San Francisco last week? You know, I, I do. I think that this is going to be uh, an exciting game. Uh, the Raiders as a team, don't have anything to play for this week, but the players have everything to play for. Uh, I think that that gets uh, overlooked a lot of times. These players are playing for their spot on the team next year. Uh, they're playing for a spot on another team next year. Um, so I think that the Raiders are going to, going to show up to play. Uh, they're going to, they're going to give, you know, a great effort. You know, the, the chiefs have something to look forward to the Raiders. This is, this is it for their season. They won't get to play fo- Some of them may not play football again if they don't play well enough this week. Um, some of them certainly will, but they're done until next season, and they know it. So I expect them to really you know, play their butts off this week. Um, I still like the Chiefs to win. Um, it's hard to imagine uh, a Raiders upset here. But uh, the nine-point spread and the situation that it is, I'm going to take the Raiders to cover. Um, and the over under 52 and a half. I like the over, uh, Kansas city chiefs win. <clears throat> like it's a Raiders defense. that's going to be without five or possibly more starters. Um, by the time we hit Saturday afternoon, Josh Jacobs may not play. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're void of talent. Uh, I don't, I expect this. You said the over on the 52 and a half. Yeah. I like the over here. I think, uh, I think the chiefs are going to let the Raiders <clears throat> hang around in this game. Um, but ultimately, even if the Chiefs win by a touchdown, I like the Raiders to cover that nine-point line. Yeah, and I expect, um, well, I mean, the 
Kansas City's basically playing for the one seed here. So if they win, they're fourteen and three. We don't really know what's going to happen with that Kansas City Buffalo game. If it's going to be a draw, if they're going to call anything on it. So this is pivotal playoff position here. And Kansas City, I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I mean, needless to say, Vegas gave up two hundred yards in the ground last week. Um, I mean, Elijah Mitchell could come back for this game. Oh, this is I'm talking about San Francisco. Excuse me. <laughs> Well, long season, folks. We were off last week. I'm getting uh, <laughs> knocking off the rust. Jarek McKinnon, your boy, Jarek McKinnon. I wish I could have set him on the gravy train, but you know he's he's going to be riding another train. I mean, he's just been playing lights out in the passing game. He's got uh, eight touchdowns through the air, 512 yards, 64 receptions, um, another two on the ground. So I I think he's going to be a big part of the game plan. Isaac Pacheco, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, is he hurt? Do we do we know what's going on with him? He just like disappeared off the face of the earth. Literally. Well, uh, the vanished. smart the smart thing there, if he's less than 100%, is to get him healthy. Um, the Chiefs, you know, the, the running game is never the center point of that offense. It never seems to be anyways. Um, but, you know, right now I think it makes sense to go with what's hot. That's Jarek McKinnon. Um, Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. yeah, he's on a roll. So, uh, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, even if he's much improved, they may not feature him mm. until he's needed. He is out, by the way. He, he's not there you go. There you go. Serve. So yeah, there's the answer. Well, we both expect a Kansas City win here. Big game by Pat Mahomes. I think he, if you do daily fantasy, he'd have to be a start. I'm not sure how daily fantasy works. You like buy a player, something like that. You loan him. I, it's not. It's kind of over my head. It's, it sounds illegal too. So we'll just <laughs> we'll just move on with Kansas City in the over and the line. All right, this is big playoff implications. This is going to decide the AFC South. It's Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Come surging back, one six in a row. A six and a half point favor to Jacksonville, over under 40. Joshua Dobbs playing quarterback for Tennessee. There's been four different players who've thrown passes for Tennessee this season. And arguably, outside of New England Patriots, probably, and the Atlanta Falcons, there's a lot of anemic offenses in the NFL. Tennessee probably leads the pack. Uh, possibly no Derrick Henry. Uh, you know, it's in primetime Saturday night. So somebody's going to be watching this game. It's It just could get ugly considering how well Jacksonville's played this season. But don't underestimate the Tennessee Titans. They usually play them really tight. If Henry plays, he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars number. Trevor, your prediction? Uh, I think that this game is all about Trevor. Trevor Lawrence. Um, oh, the other Trevor. You know, he's been playing absolutely amazing football here in the second half. Since week nine, he's been mm-hmm. on fire. Um, so I really like Jacksonville in this one. It's, uh, and this, this, this is the sort of thing we love to see in this league. The Titans, who were the number one seed a year ago, are about to, to hand the division over, if my prediction holds, uh, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not to the Colts, the Jaguars. Um, you love to see it. Trevor Lawrence is finally playing uh, the sort of football we expected from him when he was drafted. Uh, uh, Etienne is is playing great football, a very complimentary running game. Uh, so for me, this is an easy pick as well. I got to take Jacksonville. <clears throat> yeah, I mean they beat them. They beat Tennessee thirty six to twenty two. What four weeks ago? That was a blowout. Um, are they at home? Yeah, they're at home. Yep, yep. It's biggest, probably the biggest game Jacksonville's had since the AFC Championship game back in twenty seventeen. I mean, literally, they win this. They're five hundred. They're going to the playoffs for the first time since. Well, in six years, it's pretty much a must-win. I would think this would be massive momentum for Trevor Lawrence's career. 
And, it, you know, Tennessee's defense, one of the worst in the league. They may not have Derrick Henry. They got Joshua Dobbs. It should be a slam dunk for, for Jacksonville. I mean, this is where – this is why you spent all that money. You got all the people on the offense <clears throat> that, have, that have paid off, like Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. Your offensive line's been really good. Um, defense has been pretty decent. It's all lining up in Jacksonville, man. That's all lining up. Got the worst team in the league in terms of jerseys, fan base. <laughs> And, no, yeah, uh, uh, it, it wasn't that long you know, ago that they were tarping off their upper deck for games because right. nobody sat up there. <laughs> right, right. And get this, tickets as low as $113. Whoa. So what does that say? That they're in demand, right? And it's not common for that to be the case in Jacksonville. It's a hot ticket. Like you said, they were tar- tarping off whole parts of the stadium. They were getting blacked out in their own home market. It's a big. This is a. This is a. This has been a big year for Jacksonville, and they have a lot more money next year. So, nine and eight going to the playoffs. I'd be a little scared. Be a little scared if I was a two oh, seed Buffalo. They're, they're the sort of team. I yeah. mean, they might be this year's Bengals. We just don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I won't be surprised if they make it to the divisional round. They're they're playing really good football right now. Really balanced football. Um, and and Trevor Lawrence is starting to show that that X factor that. That thing you can't really, that intangible thing that helps you win close games. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think I'm, I think I'm on the Jaguars train right now. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, Trevor's just he's been amazing. I mean, all Trevor's, you know, <laughs> all of you, all the Trevor's. Okay, this is an interesting one. This is Tampa at uh, Atlanta. This is the first game on Sunday. A four point favorite to Atlanta. Over under forty. Um, kind of one of those games where if you're in the home market, you might want red zone because. Oh, I already mentioned earlier, Atlanta has a very anemic offense. And if I, well, if I've heard correctly, Tampa might end up sitting a lot of their team for this game. But Brady will play, I think, the first half, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, there's there's no reason for him to play, you know, because they basically have, they will not lose seeding position. They'll still be in the four seed, regardless of win or loss. So, right. I, I, don't, I don't really know how to call this one, but. I guess we'll see what happens on Sunday, who ends up playing, but here we are. <laughs> right. Kind of a weird scenario. Well, I, I do think that the Buccaneers are going to try to win this game because it's just it's better to win in Week 18 than to lose, you know, even if it doesn't affect your seeding. So I, I do think that they'll try to, uh, you know, it makes sense if they try to get out ahead early and just kind of rest people in the second half. Um, but if it gets close, I wouldn't be surprised if, Tom Brady came back into the game. Um, and I think that's who I got to go with. I know Atlanta is favored by four points. Um, they're, they're five and three at home. I think that, that factors in. But still, this point in the season, I got to go <clears throat> with Tom Brady. Um, I, think, I think that'll be the difference maker here. And uh, if they have momentum going into the postseason, you know, you got to keep an eye on, on Tom Brady. You can't, you cannot write him off. Um, so I, I like the Buccaneers to upset here. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, it's a weird game to call. I, I, I guess I had to see who's going to play and maybe Brady comes back in. I, I it just, it, there's no, there's literally no implications for this one. So we're going to move on <laughs> to the new England Patriots at the Buffalo bills, a seven point favorite to Buffalo over under 42 and a half. Uh, big game. New England wins. They're in. They control their uh, playoff destiny, and 
They're going against the Buffalo Bills team. I already mentioned in the beginning of the, of the show here who are reeling um, mostly from the grief of seeing their their uh, a fellow player on their team and everything they experience. I'd have to imagine, and I don't know if they play this game. Part of me feels like this is kind of up in, up in the air too. They've been practicing, but they could change at any time. If they if and when they play this game, well, I guess we'll say that if if or when, um, this is going to be a Buffalo team that's going to be playing with a lot of heart and a lot of passion, a lot of emotion. And uh, if I'm New England, boy, this would be a really tough place to play Buffalo in in January. You know, with the team playing for Demar, uh, not an ideal situation to come into and play. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's a really tough one for the Patriots to go play on the road. Um, it, th- this is a tough matchup. Uh, before uh, uh, Monday night's tragedy, um, and and now you know it, it's going to galvanize. You know you don't know how players are going to handle this, but we like to think it's going to really galvanize this team, especially the uh, the positive news we've heard lately. But beyond that, this is going to you know it's going to galvanize the home team fan base. Um, oh God, the I, I, I think the crowd is going to be absurd. Uh, it, it's mm-hmm. going to be out of control, and it's going to be a lot for a visiting team to deal with. Um, I do think the Patriots are going to, you know, make this a game. Um, like you said, they've got everything to play for. They win and they're in. Um, but I, I got to go with the Bills in this one. Yeah, I, you know, it's kind of an easy call for Buffalo. They, I mean, and here's the weird part about this. I don't know how they're going to call Monday night's game. And so I want to get your take on this before we get into like more of the, the 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 breakdown of this game. But if Buffalo wins, they're thirteen and three, right? Kansas City wins, they're fourteen and three. Buffalo has a head-to-head matchup advantage over Kansas City, and they technically would have the same winning percentage um, if they went thirteen and three and just didn't count Monday. <laughs> right. So how do you who gets the who gets the one seed in that scenario? Kansas City or Buffalo? You know that's that's so tough. Um, yeah, it's an interesting question, right? Uh, I, I'm I'm actually glad I'm not somebody that has to make this decision because I, I can get pulled so many different ways thinking about sure, it. Sure. Um, it's, it's kind of like the morality of it too is a little weird. Like, okay, you yeah, know, like, because you know I mean, the, 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 when, game and... the 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 beauty of the NFL playoffs is how fair it is. It's very clear cut. You know, this is what you have to do. This is how we decide who's ahead of who. Um, and uh, and before this week, it was hard to imagine a situation where it wasn't. This is what this is what we said we'd do. This is how we're going to do it. Nobody nobody can complain about about their rankings or whether or not they got in. Um, you know, you win your division, you're in. You get a, you get a home game. Uh, you you have the best. Uh, record you're the number one seed it's that simple sort of thing and and from there the the tiebreakers are very clear cut uh this is a situation that isn't accounted for in the uh in the system so it's it's really tricky it's going to make for some really good uh you know debates but uh man i i just don't know because you know the the you know the the Chiefs will, could have more wins, the Bills would have the head to head victory over the over the Chiefs. The the I, I 
I skew towards the Bills. I think the Bills have really earned it. Um, I know it's not <clears> fair <throat> that that they that they don't get to play that game. Uh, that the that the Chiefs don't get to. Uh, you know, if the Chiefs didn't get it because the Bills beat the Bengals, we wouldn't be having this conversation, obviously. Um, and that would be an easier pill to swallow for any fan base. Um, but at the same time, if you don't give it to the Bills, it just feels a little, a little harder to to accept. So I'm I lean towards the Bills if. The situation played out as we predicted, where the Bills win this week and the Chiefs win this week, and their records are so very close. Um, with the Bills having the head-to-head matchup, I, I lean towards the Bills. So it's a weird scenario, and, and obviously, like it's clouded in a lot of um, trauma. <laughs> I mean, needless to say, and so it's it's. Do you count the game? Do you not? And how do you do that? If you don't, and Buffalo wins, what do you do? And somebody has to figure that out. Unfortunately, now that's that's the thing. That this this you know? debate is interesting for now, but uh, you know if if the Raiders pull off an upset or the Patriots pull off an upset, uh, it gets a little simpler. Um, sure, but uh, but for now, the expectation is that these teams are going to win their their home games this week, and uh, and we're going to be stuck with quite the conundrum. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nonetheless, that that is a conundrum, um, and I would assume New England's in a very big conundrum here. And based on the way they've played over the last four weeks, that, that you could get uh, you don't know who you're going to get on Sunday. <laughs> so we'll just keep an eye on it moving forward. So we'll do. All right. Well, this is a game that probably doesn't have much implications, but it's Minnesota at Chicago, a seven and a half point favorites in Minnesota, over under forty three. You know, Justin Fields uh, and a host of other Chicago Bears we, will not be playing this game, and I imagine Minnesota will probably be sitting some folks too. Um, yeah, it's been an, an enigma of a season for Minnesota. I think that's putting it lightly. Yeah, it's and, uh, uh, it's very strange. 11-0 and 0 in yeah. one-score games, which means when they lose, they, they lose pretty big, uh, like last week. Um, the Vikings... Uh, not, I mean, if you're not a fan of these two teams, you might not know, but the Vikings, I don't think the mm-hmm. Vikings have beat the Bears in Chicago in something like six years. Um, it's just not a place that they go and win. Um, so so that's, you know, those, those sorts of statistics uh, don't play a big part in my opinion, but they're also hard to ignore. Um, the Vikings, man, the, the seeding, for the uh for the NFC is so up in the air and if you try to look at like who you'd rather play in the first round of the playoffs um you know cuz the the Cowboys are also 12 and 4 so this game you know the the Vikings are going to the playoffs they're going to get a home game they won their division that doesn't change but whether or not they're the 3 seed or the 2 seed could come down to whether or not they win this game um if they Obviously, they they don't have the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Cowboys, but the Cowboys have dropped some some weird games this year too. Uh, so you know, playing the Commanders, who are feisty, um, it, it could have some seeding implications. But uh, but I think you're right. I think uh, I think if anything, the Vikings need to play some safe offense and really get the O line healthy. 
um, for the uh, for the wild card round. Uh, that being said, I do think that the Vikings are going to win this one. Um, Eleven and zero in one score games. I can't. I got to take the Bears to cover the spread. I have to. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's how the Vi- if I'm predicting a Vikings win, I'm predicting a, <laughs> a close game. Uh, they haven't won by more than one score since week one. Um, so so there you go. I got to take the Bears to cover. Yeah, it's a no, it's a good prediction. And um, <laughs> is Nathan Peterman playing quarterback for the Bears? Nathan Peterman. Yeah, he is. Oh jeez. Oh god. Let's move on. Okay. Enough <laughs> said. Baltimore. Enough. Yeah, that's 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 enough. Baltimore Ravens at Cincinnati Bengals. A seven point favorite to Cincinnati. Over under forty and a half. Uh, don't really know the implications of this one, but I see. And, and again, we don't know what's going to happen with that Monday night game. Uh, if they draw it and Baltimore wins, uh, um, they're eleven and six. Bengals be eleven four and one. It's kind of a weird one. I. Yeah, I, I fought eleven five one. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty much set either way. I don't, I don't, I don't. You know, Lamar Jackson's not going to play. There's, J.K. Dobbins will be out, and yeah, it's, it's a weird game. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah, really know what to call this one. It is a weird you know? situation the Bengals are in. Um, I, I, I was, you know, I, I picked the Bengals to win last week. They oh, didn't, wait, they didn't get sorry. To play their we got game. some breaking news. Breaking news, Trevor, so I don't mean to interrupt. The NFL has announced that the Week 17 Buffalo Bills at Cincinnati Bengals game will not be resumed and has been canceled. Does not count. Well, that's that's what I expected. Um, yeah. And that's that, there you have it. There you have it. That game will not be rescheduled. Um, and that, that falls right in line with the, the debate we've been having so far as to what to do uh, with a, uh, a Bills team that is missing a game and a Bengals team that will also be missing a game. Um, interesting yeah yeah when when it comes to the Ravens Bengals though I I don't think I've been able to take anybody over the Bengals uh well for about as long as Trevor Lawrence has been playing good football since about week nine um I gotta pick the Bengals to win uh this is not the first time I've said it I maybe should have said it more often more loudly I think the Bengals are gonna win the Super Bowl this year Mm. um I, I do. I, 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 if I had to pick right now, it'd be the same as I did weeks ago. It's Bengals over Eagles. Um, if I was going to change that, it would be Bengals over somebody else. Uh, I, I think this team is absolutely unstoppable. Um, so I like them to win this one at home. <clears throat> yeah, without Mar Jackson, I, don't, I mean, there's going to be some points, and the, Baltimore's barely put them up, <laughs> even with them in the lineup. So I'm, I'm, I'm good with your, I'm good with your prediction. I mean, I, I think Cincinnati's on a roll, and why not keep the the train rolling? Put them in the playoffs, and you know, and everybody's healthy, presumably. And it's, it, I, I think Baltimore will sit some guys. I think Harbaugh's pretty notorious for that. So why not keep the momentum going? You're going going as a third, the three seed, probably play. Who's the, who is the six seed? The Chargers. Boy, that would be interesting. The Bengals and the Chargers and the the wild card. Wow. Anyway, moving on. This is. Well, it will be a short conversation, but Houston at uh, the Indianapolis Colts, a two-and-a-half-point favorite to Indy, over under 38. Nick Foles is playing, and it's not 2017. <laughs> so, in case you're wondering, he still has a job in this league, which means you and I are both eligible to be backup quarterbacks. At some That's point right. For 17. <laughs> so, um, well, wait, what do you got? <laughs> well, this game, you know, Indianapolis is favored by two-and-a-half points, which means it's basically a, an even, even spread. Um, I'm going to go with... The home team here. I'm going to take the Colts. Um, 
they've only got two more wins than the Texans on the season. Um, I think that they've been, on the whole, and, and more recently, I think the Colts have been a little more competitive than the Texans, not by much. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'd love to see the Texans uh, take this, but I cannot predict it. I think the Colts are going to win. Okay. I got nothing to say. I, mean, it's, I thought... <laughs> I just think Jeff Saturday is a lame duck coach, and he proved it based on the last eight weeks. So that's all you can really say. You hope Houston just wins for posterity, but they suck too. So Yeah, no, I'd like to see Houston win because they're last in the league right now, and who doesn't want to see the last place team win in Week 18? I just don't see it happening on the road in Indianapolis. So Fun story. Yeah, this This one has implications if Miami wins. They stay alive if they lose. I don't know if there's any scenario where they can get in, but they have to win. It's the Jets at the Miami Dolphins, a two-point favorite to Miami, over under 38.5. Teddy Bridgewater won't play. Neither will Tua. Um, so we get Skylar Thompson again against a really good Jets defense. This could get pretty low scoring and uh, kind of ugly, to be honest with you. I, I agree. I think this is going to be an ugly game. Um, I, I think both defenses are going to – you know, I, I I expect both defenses are going to play well. Um, so if you if you like a defensive matchup, you're going to like this one. Um, again, it's a, it's a toss up of a spread. It's only two points to Miami, but I do lean towards the home team once again. I think the Dolphins. Uh, I, I you know I don't have near as much confidence in them to make a postseason run. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really wouldn't see either one of these teams making a postseason run. But I think. Uh, I think the Dolphins are going to win this one and uh, keep that chance to uh, squeak into the playoffs. Yeah, Mike White hasn't really shown much since he came back. And uh, something about those ribs, man. I think he's just a little gun-shy now. And <clears throat> the Jets have played themselves out of a playoff spot. I mean, they've right. lost seven they last have. eight, and they have. here they are. But uh, <laughs> so, I, I do think that Tyreek yeah. Hill is the type of wide receiver, uh, you know, singularly talented. And I think that he can make – a big play with anybody under center, even if he has to come 15 yards back to the ball. Um, sure. He's, he's going to get downfield. He's going to get open. He's going to get the ball. And that could be what wins this one. Just don't underestimate the Jets. They have nothing to play for. And Miami's offensive line is terrible. Um, the Jets, you know, still got Quentin Williams. They got some good pass rushers. They got, uh, what's his name, Boogie, Boogie Bash? No, he's on the Bills. It's another guy, a young defense defensive end that they drafted in four state last year is really good so um just keep keep an eye on them who knows oh, Jets yeah. put together a good game it could be really low scoring it probably will be and it's uh it's one you hope you have red zone once well again. and you know so, these these games are all really uh th- this is an exciting week because these are all division matchups and right even these teams that don't have a lot to play for some of them have nothing to play for um that division rivalry the fans show up they energize the players, and uh, and it, it becomes important who you're playing against. Uh, so I, I think these are going to be good matchups. I think the Jets-Dolphins game is going to be good in that it's going to be close. If you like defense, uh, tune into this one. Well, one game I'm not really sure how to call, and nor that it hasn't really have much to really say about it, other than the Orleans Saints have a three-game end-of-the-year win streak. Well, it's a tough one to, to call. For a stat, it's a very obscure stat, but Carolina at New Orleans Saints, a over-under 42 
New Orleans is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, yeah, Carolina, they win a game, go out on top, take take down New Orleans. Like you were saying, it's a $9 ticket if you're in New Orleans. Why not go? Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> what else so you got? these these <laughs> – <laughs> These two teams have been some of the most difficult to figure out. Uh, but I, I, that being said, I feel like the Saints, they don't have, you know, a, a surplus of identity as a team. And yet I still think that they have much more identity than the Panthers. Um, I think the, the Saints know who they are a lot more than the Panthers do. Um, they certainly got to feel good taken down the Eagles last week. That was nobody saw that coming. They they played great defense. Um, you know, when you can win against a team like the Eagles only scoring 20 points, that's big. And now they're playing at home um against this this Panthers team who's also all over the road. Um I like the Saints defense in this one to be what decides the game. So I'm taking the Saints at home. Yeah, it's, 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 it seems like the right call, though. You know, uh, our boy Sam Darnold's been playing out of his mind lately, so maybe he's getting himself a contract. Like I said, a lot of guys that are just playing for spots next year. That's yeah. you said oh, earlier, yeah. and I, I agree. It's um, there is something to play for, so to speak, just not anything implication-wise. So, well, this one is interesting because well, Pittsburgh has one chance of getting in. It's only if Buffalo, excuse me, it's only if Miami and New England lose and they win. It's a two and a half point favorite to Pittsburgh over under forty and a half. It's Cleveland at Pittsburgh, and um, yeah, I mean, I, look, I love these AFC North matchups in December and January. They're just smash mouth football. It's the way football is supposed to be played, right? Right. Back back in the seventies here. So, Kenny Pickett too. Four four quarter uh, four fourth quarter comebacks. So, four last five weeks. It's been impressive. Oh, it is. It is. Um, yeah. I, I think both these teams. You know, honestly, looking back on it, the Steelers are finished. You know, at eight and eight going into the last week, they're they're in a lot better spot than I thought they would be. Um, the Browns seem to have some things figured out. They still have, in my opinion, the best running back in the league. Um, I just I I like the Browns in this one. I think the Browns take it in in the last week of the season. Um, I don't. I don't think either of these teams are going to be uh, playing after this week. Um, but yeah, I, I like the Browns. It's only technically an upset. Pittsburgh favored by two and a half. Uh, anything less than three is is an even line, in my opinion. You guys know that. Um, so only technically an upset. Um, I've been I've been taking a lot of the home teams in these close games, but I, I like the Browns in this one. Over fourth quarter, Kenny. Wow, unbelievable. He's been playing his butt off for you, Trevor, and you just you just deny him. You just you don't care. That's that's it's a shame. It's uh he'll be a Hall of Fame quarterback one year, and he'll his uh, his speech will just be about you. You know that lonely podcaster out there in Denver just couldn't couldn't suck it up. Pick the game in twenty twenty three. All right, this is uh, well, it's an irrelevant game again. It's the L.A. Chargers at the Denver Broncos, two and a half point favorite Denver over at forty. Um, two and a half point favorite Denver because everybody's gonna be sitting for the Chargers and. I mean, this is it, man. We got to see Russ cook at least once this year, right? It's most right. of it's been burnt, or um, you know, he's been like, "Let's ride." It's been a broken down car. So, what do we expect out of Denver this week with an interim coach? It's that's just a situation that's really falling apart. It's insane how bad it's gotten. Yeah, so I uh, I don't understand the line on this one. 
Um, you know, the, the Chargers look like they will be in the postseason. Um, I expect them to win this game again, another technical upset. Um, I'm surprised at that, though. I'm surprised the Chargers aren't favored in this game. Um, can you make, can you make any sense of that? A bunch of their, well, okay, sitting, sitting on a lot of their players. Sitting yeah. a lot of their players. I, yeah. I understand that. You want to keep people healthy, but, you know, the, the team, there, there's 53 guys on the team, and, the, you know, there's – you know whether you rest your starters or not, winning the week before the playoffs is a big deal. Having that momentum going in, um, especially when you're not, uh, you know, leading your division. Um, so I, I expect the Chargers to come out play competitively, even without some of their starters. And I mean, I, I, yeah, S- sitting your starters, I, you're still playing the Broncos. I'm sorry, but the Broncos have shown some life, some improvement. They're still four and twelve. Three and four at home. Um, they have nothing to play for. Uh, you know, I, I mean, the 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 individuals there. They're. I don't. I I imagine myself as a Broncos star. Uh, anyone other than Russell Wilson, I'm trying to find a new team, um, and that just doesn't gel with you know the teamwork that is required to to win these games. Um, I, th- this is an easy one for me. I'm, I'm taking the chargers. Yeah. It's not really much I can say. I just can't imagine Russ cooking anything, but, uh, well, pizza rolls at this point. So, <laughs> uh, and even then very questionable, very questionable. So moving on the New York giants at the Philadelphia Eagles, a 14 point favorite Philly over under 43, another game where, I mean, Philly needs a win. They keep the one seed. New York sits a bunch of people. Here we are. <laughs> this is this is the narrative based in the next like four or five games. So, so up. these uh, you know we have two. Well, we have we have two division matchups for every division, but these two NFC East matchups this week might be my two favorite matchups of the week. Um, oh, that's they're, surprising! They're really good teams. Um, they all have a lot on the line, except for maybe the Commanders. Um, but, uh, you know, the Giants and the Eagles are both playing for a lot right now. Um, they're playing for seeding, uh, playing for momentum going into the playoffs. Uh, the Eagles win. They get that number one seed. They lose. They might not. Um, you know, the Giants don't want to fall to the seventh seed. Um, they win. They, they can hold on to that you know, sixth seed. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think this is going to be. I don't think it's possible for them to no? lose it. No, no, that, it's not possible. Who's got the sixth seed wrapped up? That's uh, uh, Dallas. Oh no, New York. New York has a sixth seed, but it's not possible for them to go to seven because their their winning percentage it would, would be oh, higher. Oh, so than, even well, if they lose, yeah. they'll they'll keep it. Okay, okay. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. But still, like I said, these division matchups are are passionate. These these teams have such yeah. a history. Um, so I I think the Giants are going to play a really tough game. Uh, I have to take the Eagles to win. I think that they're an amazing roster. They're going to bounce back after dropping one to the Saints. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that, that that game is a sign of things to come for the Eagles. But uh, I like the Giants to cover. I think the 14-point spread is just disrespectful to a 9-6-1 and Giants team. Um, yeah, I like the Giants to uh, – I, I, I would take the Giants to cover a seven-point spread at this point. So I'm definitely wow. betting the Giants with 
with a plus 14, I would put my money on the Giants to cover. Um, I do like the Eagles to win this, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts will be back, so, yeah, it's kind of a no-brainer for the Eagles. But, yeah, tough tough, uh, tough line to cover. That's intense. 14. 14 is always really high, especially in the NFL. That's, that's oh, pretty yeah. intense. Yeah. Well, and that's I, the I thing. Yeah. Here, you know, we talk about resting starters. You know, if the Eagles have a 14-point lead going into the fourth quarter, I expect them to, to pull some guys out. And I think that that'll sure. – you know, I don't think the Giants will come back from down 14 to win, but they're going to cover that 14-point spread. I expect them to, to cover the spread big time. No question. No question. All right. The Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers. They over under 40.5. San Francisco a 14-point favorite. They need to win, I think, to get the two seed. To keep the two seed, I think that's important because they'll end up playing. Oh, wait a minute. If they win. Okay, well, we'll get this in a second, but... This seems like a no-brainer. Arizona's free-falling fast, and, uh, well, here we are. Yeah, the the Cardinals are in a tailspin. The 49ers, I feel the 49ers could could rest a lot of their starters and still beat the 14-point spread. Uh, Yeah, it's just This is is one of the most, if not the most, lopsided matchup this week. Um, some Some of these divisions have just one really terrible team um or you know one or two and and so some of these end of the season matchups are pretty lopsided um got to take the 49ers and even if they just hand the ball off all game i think they're going to win by 14 points or more so the purdy train continues man he just keeps getting more purdy um the la rams at the seattle seahawks a six-point favorite to seattle over under 41 and a half this is a little, a little odd, but bear with me here. If if Seattle, so correct me if I'm wrong. If Seattle wins and Green Bay loses, Seattle's in, right? But if they lose, then Sunday night is strictly just about Detroit and Green Bay. So think about that one for a second. So Seattle's going to win. If they win, Detroit has to beat Green Bay for them to get in. And if Seattle loses, then it's Detroit and Green Bay's game Sunday night right. for, the, for that right. one playoff spot. Very which is, which is why, <laughs> sure like, like, you know, the fan in me wants the Rams to win because I'd love the last game of the regular yeah. season to be whoever wins is in. I, I love that. Absolutely. Um, I can't put yeah. my money on it, though. My money's on the Seahawks winning, and then, you know, they get in if the Lions win. The Packers get in if the Packers win. Um which, you know, and I hate to predict that because I really want to see the Lions with a chance to control their own destiny. I just, uh, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think the Seahawks are going to win this one, and uh, the Lions will just be playing for pride. Yeah, I don't know how that tiebreaker works, but because it's weird because Seattle has that seed right now, and Green Bay is like the third in that list, and then Detroit's number two. It doesn't make much sense to me, but that's the way it is. So yeah. that's that's what it's been called. Uh, the tiebreakers are the, in place. You know, what I mean, yeah. it's it's things like conference record, division record, yeah, um, all that stuff Detroit, uh, is, Detroit, is in a hierarchy. So D- Detroit has a higher conference and division record, even if they won. If they won, they'd still be the same, like better than both teams. It, you know, it's a weird one. I, I can't explain it. Did the Seahawks the and written. Lions so, play each other? Did they have a head to head? Oh, they might have a head to head. That yeah, could be right. it. Yeah. So yeah. all those things yeah, factor in. Yep. 
Yeah. Yep. There it is. Okay. Well, Trevor, he's uh, you know, he's a very knowledgeable guy. It's a good thing. I do my best. He's being lined. You know, Cleo Koppel over here. Okay. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys at the Washington Commanders, a seven-point favorite to Dallas, over under forty-one. Um, yeah, I mean, I heard on the radio that Washington will play Sam Howell this week at some point. Taylor Heineke, boy, you really, they got to feel terrible for playing Carson Wentz last week. I mean, geez, um, you know, it's, boy, it's just a train wreck for quarterbacks there. Um, and why they would start him over Taylor Heineke? I mean, it was not like he was playing terrible, but here we are. Nah, so, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, I think yeah, Heineke. Weird one. I think Heineke gives you your best chance to win every week. Right. Um, right. And I do. I think the Commanders are going to make this one. Uh, I think they're going to make the Cowboys earn it. You know. Um, and depending on what has already transpired this day, the Cowboys could be playing for a lot. They could be playing for. Uh, you know. Well, actually, maybe they can't. Uh, can no. the Cowboys overtake the Eagles? They can't. No. Uh, 13, 12, and 4. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Maybe, well, then. Maybe there's some scenario where it happens, but I, 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 don't, I don't know who would get that seed. Well, they certainly can't yeah. drop in the wild card either. There's no wild card team that can overtake 12 and 4, I don't think. Um, I have no idea how that, that type so, would work. Yeah. I think so no, yeah. they could. They can. They can. They can get their one seed. If Philly, they can, Philly they can get the one seed. All right. Well, then they could the be playing. Seed. Philly loses and they win. They could. So. They could be playing for a lot if Philadelphia gets upset. I don't think they will, but if Philadelphia loses, the Cowboys have a lot on the line. Um, either way, I like the Cowboys to win this one on the road. Um, seven points is a tricky spread in this one because, again, uh, depending on what's already transpired that day, but most likely, the Cowboys will look to rest some of their guys at the end of this game. Uh, the commanders could take advantage of that. I don't expect them to win. Um, nobody rests their players when, when the, when the W is on the line, but uh, yeah, this, uh, this commander's team could cover the spread right at the end. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. The over under being 41. I like the over on this one. I think these guys, are going to give us a show in this last, you know, second to last matchup of the of the season. Who would have thought the Sunday night football game would have so many implications? The Green Bay Packers at the Detroit uh, Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. If you looked at this game a month ago, and obviously they hadn't made the time up or the specific date or what have you, um, but if you saw this game, you would think, "Wow, this is two four and eight teams. There's no way they're going to be in competition. They both look like crap." Here they are, playing for a playoff spot, man. Potentially Detroit, obviously Green Bay. They're kind of in the driver's seat. They win, they're in. Um, they have the tiebreaker over Seattle, too. So it's a four-and-a-half-point favorite to Green Bay, over under 49. It's, it, you know, the NFL keeps getting lucky every year. This is like four years in a row where they've been able to put a playoff game basically on Sunday Night Football in Week 18 or 17, whatever it was Absolutely. a couple years ago. Yeah. Here we are again. You know, uh, could get another bar burner like yeah, last year. I think uh, I think the Lions win by twenty, and Aaron Rodgers never plays football again. Um, no, I I I kid, but I, I mean the listen. Both these teams are playing really good football going into this week, uh, so I think it's going to be you know four quarters 
Um, I think you're going to see a lot of lead changes here. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's the Packers on a streak playing in Lambeau in January. Um, you you got to take the Packers here. Uh, and part of me really does want to see the Packers win this game because I would like another chance to, uh, to beat them in the playoffs. Um, and I know a lot of my uh, cheesehead friends are, are laughing at me for thinking that we could. But, uh, but I'm a believer, and, uh, and I think the Packers are going to win. I think the Packers are going to win. I think they're going to be that number seven seed in the NFC. Yeah, it's not like a bold prediction. I mean, they, <clears throat> they should, right? They should win. It's that it, they're on a they're on a hot streak. They um, it's December. It's or January. It's it's a patented Aaron Rodgers late season run. It really well, is. It's, it's, we've seen it a lot lately. One of the great things about this matchup is that both stories are great. The uh, mm-hmm. the Packers starting their season the way they did, stumbling for as long as they did, and then putting it together just in time to squeak into the playoffs. That's that's an amazing story. Um, the Lions, really with everything we learned about them and Dan Campbell and Hard Knocks and the way they've fought all season to to be this relevant team at the end of the year that's playing really good football. I mean, for a while there, they were, what, like like one and six, but somehow the highest scoring offense in the league? Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just, it's incredible. These two teams are both had really incredible seasons. Um the NFC North as a whole has been a really interesting division to keep an eye on uh, between the, uh, you know, 11 and 0 Vikings in one score games and the crazy talent that we've seen emerge from Justin Fields. Um, it's just been a really fun division to watch. And I think this is a, an amazing last game of the regular season. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think it will go that over. Personally, just because both teams can score points. I mean, Green oh, Bay scored time. points. Yeah, yeah they, they have. They put up thirty-three against Philly. I mean, lately, and um, there should be no reason they can't uh, go toe for toe for Detroit. It's going to be a very entertaining game. Very entertaining game. A lot to play for as long as Detroit's still in it. Oh, like you said, you said I hope Seattle loses because then we no, got yeah, a real barn yeah. burn. I I really do. <laughs> and and no disrespect you know? to the Seahawks or or their story this year. It's been a good one, um, but I I really want. Uh, a, a Sunday night last game of the season where either team wins and makes it, that, that would be the best scenario. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is a uh, either team makes it scenario as well. It's the national championship game on Monday night. As a bonus, we get TCU against Georgia. Um, no surprise here. Georgia is a 12.5 point favorite over under 62.5. And look, I don't call. I don't. We don't cover college football on this podcast. No, neither of us really probably watch a lot of it. I know Trevor's a big um, Oklahoma fan, and uh, you know, wasn't a great season to watch this year for for old <laughs> no, Trevor. It was but not. <laughs> I tell you what, I did watch. I did watch both um, bowl games, uh, conference, whatever you want to call them, the championship games of, that ended up being the national championship game. And TCU, man, they got a lot of talent. There's a lot of NFL talent on that team. And Georgia basically returned everybody from last year except the whole defense, and they still have like six first rounders. <laughs> so um, it, it's, I, you know, I don't know what to call this one other than, you know, the Big 12 better than I do. And uh, I don't think either of us are confident in predicting that TCU will win here just because Georgia's been so dominant. But, you know, strange, stranger things have happened. 
Well, and Stranger and things have happened. You know, this is college football. It, it's a little more chaotic, um, and and I think you know Georgia's got an amazing program. They were they were you know right there for so long, and now they've got their championship. Um, they're playing. You know, that their their recruiting is amazing. They've got excellent coaching. Um, TCU TCU has impressed every step of the way this year. Um, getting into the college football playoffs, just getting in was a big deal. Yeah. But then uh, winning in the first round the way that they did, um, Both I, I don't think are really entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it, yeah, the, Georgia coming back the way they did to win that game. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. incredible. Um, yeah. So I, I, uh, the one thing I feel confident predicting is that this is going to be a really fun college football championship to uh, to to tune in for. Um, I, I know we've got the returning last year champion, but it's still not the same as having one of these perennials in there like Alabama. Um, so I, I, I'm going to enjoy this game either way. I'm definitely pulling for TCU, um, just, just wanting to see a new national champion and, and this – this team from the Big 12 who, you know, it, it, they've not even been in the Big 12 that long in, in, in football terms. You know, they, they're mm-hmm. one of the new teams in the Big 12 uh, when teams started shifting out of conference. Uh, I think they came in sometime after Nebraska left. So it, it's just, you know, that program has come so far, so fast. And, uh, and yeah, I think, I think TCU would prefer to be underdogs in this game. So uh, it's going to be exciting, and uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I just want to see a, a good competitive game, free of injuries, and that'd be great. Who are you taking? Oh, I've, I've, I've got to take TCU. I think they've got the momentum. Oh, wow. TCU, uh, okay. Georgia played an amazing game in their last game to come back and win. Uh, it's really tough to do that over and over. I think. Uh, I think TCU could come out and get ahead, and I don't think that Georgia is going to be able to come back twice like that. So my prediction is a TCU championship. All right, TCU making winning the big one. Underdog as they basically can be. Um, I, you know, it's a tough one. TCU battled. They basically led Michigan most of the way. They forced a lot of turnovers. And um, granted, JJ McCarthy's younger than Stenson Bennett. He's what forty, twelfth um, year senior. Right, working on his doctorate. That's cool. Um, but I'll, I'm going to go with Georgia just because of that experience and sense of Bennett, and just he can make the right plays. I don't think he'll make as many turnovers as uh, McCarthy did last week, and he definitely won't take as many sacks. That's for sure. And I mean, look if you look at the Ohio State Michigan, uh, Ohio State Georgia game. I mean, 400 yards, three touchdowns. He just had some absolute bombs and. If anything, it showed that Georgia was vulnerable over in the, through the air, but not on the ground. And uh, with TCU racking up about 300 yards against Michigan, I don't think that element would be taken out. And you know, I think Georgia wins 42-20. Well, you know, so, I I'm actually 42-20. going I'm actually going with what I think is the uh, uh, the more dangerous uh, mascot. You know, um, okay. you know, bulldogs are bulldogs, but did you know the horn frog? Is not actually a frog. It's I, a, it's I've a, never seen it. It's a lizard, and that means it's basically a dragon. All right, so I'm taking the dragon That's... over the dog, and there you have it. <laughs> right. Dragons always beat dogs. Don't you know that? I didn't know that. <laughs> didn't That's... you know? 
Yeah, did you know we all we all came from dragons? You know, and <laughs> they always beat the dogs. Humans are dragons, which makes us better than dogs. Yeah, no, I got it. I got it. That's uh, there. You have it. Trevor makes his infamous call. He's taking the horned dragon frogs. <laughs> of, right. Are there any? Let me, let me ask you this: Are, are there actual horned frogs in Texas? Where's TCU? It's in somewhere in Lubbock. Uh, Texas where, Christian. Uh, I think it's. Yeah. I don't think it's that far from Houston, uh, but I, I'm not sure about that. Um, I do think yeah. Yeah, I, I know that there are horned frogs. That's a that's a real creature in Texas, uh, and they're not frogs. They're lizards. Fort, Fort Worth, <laughs> by the way, Fort Worth. Okay, so I, I was a, I was a little off by maybe uh, a five hour drive, um, <laughs> but uh, but, but are, are there. Texas is a big place. <laughs> uh, but are there horned frogs in Fort Worth? I mean, this, we're talking like the Dallas area, like North Dallas. Oh, sure. Are there actual horned frogs? Okay. I, I'm pretty, I think they have them in Arkansas. They, they're not like local to just one place. Um, are, are they dangerous? Do they like snap at you? Uh, they are not dangerous. <laughs> uh, we used to catch them with our hands. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're, they're not more dangerous than a bulldog. <laughs> Just, just some good old boys out there catching some horned frogs and causing trouble. Yeah. Well, uh, that's that's all we got, folks. This is this is the end of the NFL season. Um, next week is wild card playoff. We'll be calling those the same day, same bat time, same bat place. Maybe a day later, maybe a day earlier. Who knows? Who knows? Right? This year can be kind of unpredictable. Uh, you know the the gift of football, the the gift of fig, if you will. It uh, was hopefully given to several of you over uh, the Christmas vacation. I see we have some new subscribers. Appreciate that. Thank you for the subscriptions. Please leave a like, a subscribe, a comment, smash that like button. Right? Give us a uh, give us a five star. Why not? What do we do to you? You know, <laughs> nothing. Just try to sit here and educate you, make you laugh. Trevor does funny jokes. Sometimes he takes off his pants. You can't see it. So, but believe me, it happens. Until then, uh, and until next time, until next week, we'll be back with football in general, talking about more of the happenings and the whatnots in the NFL playoffs. We're out.